another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Alright guys, I'm a little hyped. It's the end of the month. I got one day left. This will come out tomorrow, maybe tonight. So you'll have no days left because it'll be the last day. But with that being said, um, the uh, I've been going through a lot of emotions lately. I've been depressed. I've been up. I've been down. I've been like questioning myself because I went to a different dealership, uh, which is the Clear Lake Infinity, and it's just been just to give you an idea. It's total fucking chaos. But I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've learned how to be patient. We're about to, they did 81 units total new and used last month. We should finish with 100. So that's about a 20% increase. And that's even in a slow month. So a lot of things are turning uh, and going in the direction that I'd like them to. Um, so just to let y'all know, I do practice what I preach. So, uh, but long story short, um, this is not what this episode's about. I, I could go on all day about it. But what this episode is going to be about is I think we're in episode 32, so I got 31 more episodes before this. Please, if you're just getting started in the car business, or if you've been in the car business for a while and you're in a down slump, go back, listen to number one. You gotta get through the first five episodes. I was trying to figure out the whole music thing. Make fun of me, I don't care. You're too scared to try this shit, okay? Just to let you know, because <laughs> this is not easy. Plus, I ain't getting paid to do it. I mean, I am, but I ain't, because y'all know that I got that little sponsorship for Anchor. I've actually got asked to do three different sponsorships. I don't know if I'm just, they're picking me or if it's just, they're letting everybody do it, but I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do the one, which was the Anchor app. Uh, but with that being said, let me just do some house cleaning. Make sure y'all give me a five-star review. Uh, make sure you give me a review, give me five stars. If you find my uh, content valuable on whatever platform you're on, uh, so it boosts, boosts me up in the ratings so that if, when somebody types in car sales or whatever, they can find us. And the other thing is, is make sure um, if you want to find me, connect with me on Facebook. Um, you can do it on uh, uh, Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. You can co- connect with me on Instagram at TNCDad2728. Once again, if you all have a good following and you know how to give me a good following, I'm not some hot chick. I'm a bald, white, middle, not middle-aged, but I'm a bald, white guy. I'm not the best-looking dude, okay? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat handsome. I'm just bald, okay, guys? I couldn't help it. I was born with hair. About 22, I lost it, and there wasn't much I could do about it, so I just caved in and said, I'm going to go for the Bruce Willis look, and he looks just fine with it. You know what I'm saying? You got the rock. You know, anyway, I'm not going to go on anymore. But that's the way to find me on Instagram, at TNTDad2728. I can't, I can't like, show off my butt or anything like that. So I'm not really, I'm, I'm, I run, so I'm, 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 in, I'm in good shape, but I'm not, like, super muscular. So um, the other thing is, is you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name, story. Connect with me that way too. All right, guys. So, uh, I think it's Robert Brady. I think that was his name. Or Brady Roberts. One of our, uh, uh, it's hard because I look at the messengers and I look at the names and then when I start talking, I forget what it was. But he, he uh, instant messaged me or private messaged me on Facebook and said, you know, he's having a hard time closing. And so, Here's the thing. I can't always give you all the best. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. So I'm not there with you at the dealership. So I don't know exactly what it is, what you're saying. I don't know what kind of market you're in. Like I said, I'm in a very competitive market. So closing is usually going to be about price, not about um, shopping against a brand. Um, 
and that's what it is too but it's just one of those things that's i mean i I can tell you what i do but he's saying he's having a hard time closing car deals um and he doesn't want to get fired or whatnot and i completely get it so he asked me what he should do and so here's one thing i noticed um what i noticed in the car business is it, it kind of brought to light is that we have downtime in the car business okay so what happens is during that downtime what do we do we sit there and what is it called it's one of those sayings, the idle or uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. So what happens is, is when we get into that, we're that dead time where we don't have anything to do, the devil plays tricks on your mind. And so what he does is he tells you that the car business sucks, it's really slow. He just does all that shit in your head, okay? It happens to me, and it even happens to me as a manager. I'm like, you know, it's rained the last three days, and yesterday I'm like, fuck, man, we're not going to sell a fucking car. Today I would go in with rain, but I think, you know what? It's the last day of the month. I'm just going to pound out phone calls, do everything I can do, you know, to try to help sell cars and everything. But with that being said, during my downtime, so here's my advice for you guys. What should you do during your downtime? Okay, so let me tell you. One thing that I know that helped me be very good in the car business, it was I would role play during downtime. Or I would tell salespeople to come get me so I could sit there and if they're having downtime and, and I have a free time to come get me and, and, I, and I'll do a walk around, I'll role play with the customer. I'll role play with the salesperson. So, and so this is what I told him. I said, hey, look, go talk to your finance manager. I told him to talk to the sales manager. He said his sales manager wasn't the most pleasant to work for. But I said, look, you have finance managers and you have other salespeople. So typically your finance managers are gonna be the best closers in, in the dealership at that given point in time because you are selling a tangible product whereas a finance manager is selling an intangible product. It's not, it's, you can't touch, taste, or feel a warranty, you know, windshield, whatever, whatnot. You can't touch, taste, or feel that. Whereas they'll know how to overcome objections. They'll see little things. They'll be able to poke little or uh, point little things out to you. So what you need to do during your downtime is you need to role play. You need to sit there and role play over a pencil. Like, hey, what am I doing wrong? You need to role play over, you know, doing the uh, um, the needs assessment. You need to role play over building rapport. You need to role play over all that stuff. And the reason why is because if you're new into the car business, you're not very comfortable with it. You haven't figured out certain things you need to ask, how you need to say it, the inflection in your voice, when you need to whisper, when you need to you know, be boisterous, when you kind of need to stand up for yourself. You don't know none of that stuff. Or you do know some of it because you've watched some videos, but you, you don't know the, how to practice it the right way. And so what that does is if you sit there and you talk to you know, your finance manager or other salespeople that are more successful, they can guide you in that way. Because what you might be saying, you might be saying that one thing wrong every time and you don't know, and they can point that one thing out and it can flip the switch on you. You know what I'm saying? So what you need to do during your downtime is you need to role play. You need to role play on a walk around. You need to role play on a delivery. You need to role play on phone calls. You need to role play on everything you possibly can. And you need to perfect it. Because you think about this, the, the most um, successful football players, the most successful basketball players, the most successful golf players, they role play, they practice, they practice, they practice, they practice. So when it comes down to it, it's second nature for you to say what you've been saying while you role played. So you know if you get if you get a common objective, well, I, my trade is not. I want more for my trade. You have a rolodex of closes or things you've said during a role play. You don't have to sit there and all of a sudden go, well, "What do you want for your trade?" 
you're gonna sit there and you can justify the value that you're giving them because you go back into the Rolodex and you flip through and you go look, oh, A, based on you know getting the new, uh, your vehicle needs new tires and uh, for this particular vehicle, it's gonna cost us about $1,200 for four brand new tires. Now, if you'd like to replace those tires, you're more than welcome to, and I'll give you the additional $1,200. But other than that, you know that's what it's going to cost. We're not re- we're not giving we're not reducing the trade-in value by $1,200. We're reducing it by about $500 because we see the retail value in it. So I'm only actually hitting you up for $500 of it. So with that being said, if I give you another $500 for more for your trade, you know, can we earn your business right now? And so that's the thing: is you got to go into the Rolodex and flip little things out because that's because you role played. Okay. That's one thing to do during your downtime. Another thing to do during your downtime is, and it's hard to do when you have a rather large inventory, but you can still do it because I work for Fred Haas Twitter World. Uh, Camrys and Crolls were a dime a dozen, but your trucks, your SUVs were not, right? And, and the other thing is you need to know where that inventory is at, where it's hidden at, or what just came in. And so one thing I used to do when I worked for Legacy Ford as I would watch the truck that would come in and drop off, I'd go out there and look at every single truck. Um, and I would just kind of analyze it, look over it, and say, hey man, I knew a customer that wanted that truck. That was during downtime, but I'd also walk my inventory. That way I'd know where my trucks were at my inventory. So whenever I did the, brought the customer inside and I said, hey, let's do a quick needs assessment. I'm gonna find out which vehicle that you are looking for. I'm gonna go out there and look at it because at the end of the day, like I said, I've walked this inventory. I know it like the back of my hand. I can go out there and find it a lot faster than us just walking around kind of picking which one because I know what these vehicles, what features these vehicles have on them. And I knew the MSRP, so on and so forth. So what I would do is I would sit there and walk my inventory, and I'd usually do it daily every morning, but if I had downtime and I was busy, I would walk my inventory to see what I got going on. And what that did is it just helped me learn what was out there. I also did it on the pre-owned side too. So I would go walk that inventory every day if I could when I had downtime, and I'd walk what trades that came in. Because some dealerships do trade walks, some don't, but I'd walk my trades and I'd see what I just got in because I'm like, hey, I know a customer that wants that vehicle. That's one. That's another thing I did during downtime. A third thing that I did during downtime is I'd also, um, <clears throat> um, I would do training videos, okay? I would do training videos on um, what we had for product and I would have to do training videos on, you know, what the dealership would pay for. Or if I was having a little bit of an issue um, you know, whether it be in management, finance, if I was having a little bit of issue and I think I could find something or some information out there that would kind of help me overcome it or that help me see a different light in it, I'd watch those type of training videos. I'd also read books. Um, I, would, uh, I would sit down with my managers. I mean, I would, I would do anything training-wise that would educate me and bring me to the next level. And I love to read books. Um, and, and it just brought light, different thoughts, different ideas. It would just it would open up my mind and it wouldn't have me so t- uh, uh, tunnel I wouldn't have such tunnel vision on certain things and so those that's the third thing I'll do uh, the very last thing I'll do is I told y'all that you really need to use this CRM right I've, I've explained that in the past episodes but one thing I would do and not just do birthday phone calls I wouldn't do just certain things but you know you'd have active leads that you're working right and you would set different times that you should call them and do follow-up but you know what i would do is i would go through my crm i would just go through customers and just just review everything right review what's going on with that make sure i wasn't missing something so during downtime i would, would review old leads 
see what's going on, saying, hey, I think I missed this one. Um, you know, maybe I can email this guy because it's been about, I know I told myself two weeks, but it's been one week. Let me just email him real quick and just see what's going on because he might have had that downtime that he didn't realize that he had to come in and see me at the dealership. Or, you know, maybe I, I'm at the end of the month, I might have sparked his interest a little bit more or might have found another vehicle. It was just those thir- certain things that I would review uh, at certain point in times. So I think I just mixed my, I, guys, I think I just missed my exit and I did shit. Anyways, talking to you guys, man, got me missing my exit. Or did I miss my exit? I don't think I did. Nope, I did. So, anyways, um, with that being said, I'm just going to get on 59. But those that's some of the things I would do when I had my downtime. Um, you know, and what those did is it just, it helped me perfect my game. It helped me be a better salesman. It helped me round myself off a little bit more. I'd go talk to the managers. I'd see where their mind at is in the car business. I would go see if there was even cheese deals. And we all know that there's queso and there's cheese deals out there. I'd go see, I'd go talk to some of the um, uh, managers and see if there was any low hanging fruit, see if there's any deals they were working on that they would like me to take over. And you know, just see if I can finish those deals off, you know? Or see if the finance managers had any time to train me on, you know, the next level of the car business, how to be a finance manager, you know, what I could do. Um, I would go upstairs and talk to the accounting office and just learn certain rules. I'd sit there, just to be how, show you how nerdy I was. (laughs) I would sit there and go read the rebates and the program rules. You know, that way I could get more defined on those and clarified on those. Um, It was just certain things that I loved to learn. I'd go talk to my aftermarket manager, see what's going on, you know, see what trucks were lifting. It was just all those things that I would do that would I'd kind of round me out and make me a better salesperson. And that's basically what I did. And that's how I got you know successful. But it also rounded me out for the next step. So as a manager, yes, you have downtime. But what rounds you out is whenever, during that downtime as a salesperson, is when you learn outside your comfort zone or you learn that something that's not on your level and you find that manager that wants to bestow or give that information to you because, you know, it just helps you out. You know, let's say you have a, a, a sales manager that gets busy and he can have you RDR some um, some deals real quick and you ask him, hey man, if, I, if you want me to, I can RDR some deals or if you need me to do this, you know, if you could do the dealer trade paperwork and it just brings you up to that next level. So that whenever time to get promoted, time for you to get promotion comes, you step up one more level, you step up one more notch, and you're ready for it. And, and that's, those are just some key things that I did during my downtime that I think made me a little bit better salesperson. Um, and it, it just, it just helps you out so much more, guys. Um, so with that being said, I don't know, I could probably talk to y'all for another five minutes. I really don't have, a, I really don't have a whole lot to talk about. But I, I tell you this much, being at this dealership, I've seen a lot of issues, right? So here, this is a little bonus nugget at the end of it. So what I see is whenever you're getting an internet lead or you're getting to a customer to give you information and you know, you're initiating that customer, you need to ask for permission to get the information you want. And so what I see is and I'll do a whole new episode on this, is when, when I get internet leads at this dealership, 
they use the generic responses. So I'm just gonna tell you real quick, guys. Customers don't like generic responses. They see through that bullshit. They don't, they, they don't wanna be talked to like they're a fucking computer. And it's just a simple thing is, how would you talk to your homie or your buddy if you were to try to sell them a car? And do that same thing to this customer. So when you get an internet lead in or you get uh, a lead in of some sorts and you sit there and go, well, thank you, Mr. Uh, John. We appreciate you taking the time to answer, to go on to this third party source and uh, utilize that and blah, blah, blah. We're here to greatly earn your business. Everybody is saying the same damn fucking thing. I'm telling you guys. So what you need to do is whenever you get the internet lead in, read the motherfucker like see what it says like when it see see what it says and when the customer asks does this have green or does this have blue the, does this truck that i see online that comes in black does it come in green or blue guess what you need to answer that don't sit there and go well we appreciate you for your uh internet lead blah blah no answer the question hey which y'all didn't notice just now <laughs> my wife called me and it stopped my recording so i was kind of pissed but i thought my information was really good so i didn't want to sit there and uh you know re-record the whole entire thing so with that being said i want to make sure i'm doing this right um but guys that's what i'm trying to tell you you know, there's a lot of things in the car business if you just pay attention to detail. And what paying attention to detail does, it allows you, it gets you promoted in the car business. Because I'll tell you one thing, if you ever want to be into finance, detail is the main thing that you have to have. to have Because you're the reason the dealership gets paid. Um, uh, the, you're, you're the main reason why the dealership gets paid. You're the last stop. So if deals don't get funded from the banks, they're gonna ask you why. If the, if the checks don't clear, they're gonna ask you why. If the leases don't get funded, if certain things don't get done, you're the last stop. So if you have that attention to the detail as a salesperson, it's gonna carry on to being a finance manager. You know, sometimes some salespeople go, I don't need to do the VIN verification. I'm just gonna take the VIN verification off the invoice. It's not a paying attention to detail. You literally need to go out there, check out the fucking vehicle, pay attention to detail, write the right miles on there and that's what elevates you that's what takes you to the next level that's what makes you a better salesperson so with that being said you know it's one of those things during dead time is when you become the most successful that's when you build your business that's when you build your pipeline that's when you become uh that's when you perfect the art of being a salesperson in general i just had a previous uh a buddy of mine named justin dunham y'all can look him up he works for the dodge dealership uh in katie but you know, he was just offered a management position. And just to let you know, AutoNation, they don't pay their managers very well. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, I don't get paid. I could be a salesperson. I could make more. I, in, in the current state in which the car business is in, I think I can make more money as a salesperson than as a manager. But I have a, to me, and you might think it's cheesy, but I have, a, I personally think I have a greater calling of being a manager because I think the car business is lacking in a whole lot of aspects. Um, I think, you know, that's one reason why I do this podcast, but what happens is, is we're coming, we're turning into order takers is degrading and devaluing the whole entire car sales. So what you need to do is during that dead time, you need to perfect your skills. You need to be that professional salesperson that you signed up for. Don't look for another job on Indeed. Don't look for, you know, um, you know, how to, you know, build up your resume. 
You know, I'm just telling you guys, this is how you become successful in the car business. You learn to grow during the tough times and you learn to sell during the hard times. So when it comes time to actually having hard times in the car business, um, you become a lot better. You, you've been, you've, you've roughed up those, you've been rough through the, uh, hard, the hard times and you've been able to been that, build that protective layer. So I think I'm getting close to the end. I'm not 100% sure. But guys, man, I love you guys. Y'all mean the world to me. I, t- I appreciate y'all for really listening to me. Um, you know, when I get those text messages and I get those Instagram, you know, uh, little notifications. Because um, I don't do this for, for money. I really, truly appreciate this. I get about 100, epi- 100, within two days, I usually get about 100 listens per episode. But guys, please share this with somebody. If you see value in this and you think somebody else can learn from this, please give it to them. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I, I give you all my experiences and what I've learned from it. So anyways, um, share this with somebody, DM it to them, send them a text message, whatever you think that somebody could, could use this, that if somebody could use this information, you can enlighten them with it. Sorry I've been so tongue-tied and twisted. I just got a lot on my mind, guys. It's, it's different, it's a de- totally different dealership than I've ever been at, a uh, whole different uh, dichotomy. Or it's just everything's totally different but we're working through it we're going to be successful we're going to sell 200 cars a month and we're going to we're going to um whoop some ass in the houston market okay guys so like i've told you in the past this is the hardest five-figure job or the easiest six-figure job it's what you make of it it's what you determine out of it the other thing is we all win when we all win, so make sure you're sharing this information. Don't withhold that information with you, because I'll tell you one thing, and I don't mean to go on to it real quick, because I really don't have a whole lot of time left, but if you if you don't share that information with people, that's not job security. You're killing yourself. You're, just, you're drowning your own slow death. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all, and guess what? I'm going to give y'all a good old peace.